The Dead Set Legends are up in a sec. And it'll be worth the wait. You don't have to wait for the Toyota Kluger. It's in stock now at Newtown Toyota East Big Park. It does say on the top of the rundown here, just go to Brit on this. Okay, so boys, now. You both know that I wasn't here last week because I was down south enjoying the Easter weekend like many West Aussies did. Mm. They flocked down south to enjoy their Easter with friends. Yep. Well, I missed the show last week. Anyway, I've caught some of it uh, subsequently, listened to the podcast back. I just want to play some things that you said and I want to set the record straight. Okay. <laughs> I need to say that Brits uh, has been... Uh... We're not allowed to say exactly what happened there. There was an issue mm. with the company, yep. but uh, Brit's out. And I must say, sorry, Greg Hire filling in for Good Brit, to see you, uh, Brittany Taylor, who is uh, on a suspension. Something yep. to do with her uh, behaviour. We don't know too much about it, but she's having the week mm. off. And Brit Taylor can't join us this morning. Uh, has been put on the sidelines for inappropriate touching of a work mm. colleague. Oh, Unfortunately, <laughs> copped the one-week suspension. That. Okay, that's really all well and fine if no one believes it and everyone think, understands that you're joking. Well, no, I, I wasn't joking. A, I wasn't joking, though, Brittany. <laughs> I got sent a text from my co-host, from mm. from a race goer, who said, "Why wasn't Brit doing Sky with you on Friday and Saturday? I heard a rumor she was suspended." <laughs> anyway, he went along with it. He goes, "Yeah, she's not on today or Saturday either, mate." He goes, "What'd she do? <laughs> like, oh, how?" The, the, Either the reprimand for inappropriate touching uh, only a week, but you got a fly. So you're lucky to be back. you're lucky to be back. I've just done a little bit of googling about inappropriate touching, and that's nearly termination type stuff. And that so, is termination uh, type that's stuff. That's cancelled so, for sure. So Britt, we can confirm that you're down south last weekend, and at the moment we're all in three separate rooms as we speak because mm. uh, you've got a bout of COVID, but you're fit and firing. Mm. And Michael's in Melbourne, but uh, you didn't miss a week because you got to be handsy with mm. someone. Correct. So I'm glad we've set the record straight. But isn't it amazing? People will believe mm. anything. Of course, the footy last night, the Saints beat the Giants. Uh, just quickly pass the ball around there. Brittany, did you enjoy the game in, uh, of course, Canberra? Um, well, yes and no. Okay. The word dissent. I hadn't heard this word up until two weeks ago, and now it is the only word you seem to hear no matter what sort of forum you are listening and watching footy on. What did you think of last night's? Well, here's the audio. Little left foot kick off the side of the boot. McKenzie couldn't quite get over the top of Ward. Good mark, Ward. Umpire descent. And umpire descent. That was the arms, was it? We'll get Ward very close to goal. Oh, where the descent? What it was for? No, he was trying to say Bobby, that it was here, a ground ball. Is that descent? So he's trying to say the ball hit the ground. I mean, how's that descent? Really? Well, to the letter of the law, he's... He's questioning the umpire's decision here, so you, you can't dispute that. But was it demonstrative? I don't know. And the trouble we're going to have with this rule is that two out of the three umpires aren't paying that. That's right. Two out of three umpires aren't mm. paying us, as Daisy said. Mick, what do you make of it? Well, the descent towards the descent, you know, the external descent is the issue because people are listening and watching now looking for it. It's very topical. So, yeah, the can of worms is well and truly out there, but the AFL has gone too far down the road of um, committing to it. So it's it's around until the players adjust and until the media, yeah. we just move on, well, move I'd on from it. Out then, get rid of the microphones mm. on umpires. Yeah. Get rid of the um, some of the umpires love the dialogue and, mm. and they they actually really enjoy it and they they find it easier to umpire having that relationship with players. And yeah, the, the when personalities you talk, like mm. I just did then, I talk, I spoke with my hands. Like you naturally, gee, you'd hate to be. In Italy, Italian. where the hands you know, fly around left, right, and centre. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> Britt. Are you finding it a little bit hard to handle? 
Uh, I definitely don't think the answer is to take microphones off the umpires. I like that. It takes you into the game, mm. just those sounds of the game that you pick up. It's no, not I get that. But, but let's just eliminate the umpires in terms of if they don't want, if, if they are such a target of dissent and talk and that. So let's just get rid of any sort of access to the umpires to make it just a game of football. Yeah, and in just time, get rid will of the it? Rule. Mm. Yeah, no, like, I agree with that. Don't abuse. Yeah. Don't yeah. abuse. It's yeah. very different. Abuse and protesting a decision like, oh, what, what do you mean, is very, mm. very different. I would imagine in a time uh, not too far from now, umpires won't be out there and it'll be uh, done technologically or, or whatever that looks like. Well, Elon Musk moment. is getting called yeah, and a couple I'm, of robots are out there I, or something. I'm, I'm sensing some drones just hovering. and Jeez, you know, I don't and... know about finishing someone's job up on a Saturday morning. <laughs> well, well, it's happening. Well, we're, we're too topical at the moment. In two weeks, we won't be talking about it. We'll find no, a way to move on from it. We, no, we will, because the umpires will stop calling it so much. Okay. Uh, the umpires will call dissent as dissent and abuse, which, don't get me wrong, that needs to be eliminated. It's so disrespectful. Mm. I don't think I ever got – never, I've never given away 50 metres. When I played Mick for arguing with an umpire or mm. saying anything, did you? Uh, no, no. I, I kicked one – Took an advantage once and kicked one into the third tier. Ross Lyon used some dissent towards me after that one, <laughs> <laughs> which was which was quite uh, not comical at the time, comical now. But hey, let's move on from the dissent discussion. Let's right. talk about the game last night. Uh, hey, breaking news: mm. Per Britt Taylor, Per Britt Taylor, Per Source, Jack Hayes, who's gone down with a suspected mm. ACL. Uh, Britt, you're you behind the scenes here. What's the contract extension looking like? Even though he's yeah, a mature well, age rookie, not going to play for the rest of the year. You're saying he's going to get a contract extension. That's what the AFL is saying. They're saying St Kilda will offer Jack Ooh. Hayes a contract extension sooner rather than later in order to put his mind at ease. So yeah, no brainer, too, Brit. I reckon. Nice. Yeah, no brainer. As I've said many, there's 44, 45 blokes on a list, 22 play each week. You're allowed, there's room for good fellas and there's room for giving people an opportunity. You know, we've gone for years and years picking a basketballer who's dunked at the age of 13 and never picked up a football. We've got a genuine footballer here who can mm. play football and unfortunately is at an ACL. I love seeing them getting offered mm. years to re have and get themselves an opportunity to go again. Yep. And I it was so that. sad to see him go down last night. Yeah, it was. Absolutely. It, it, it was because he was up and going. He was probably going to make that discussion around you know, the Paddy Ryder, Rowan Marshall. It wasn't a it wasn't foregone clear. conclusion. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't a foregone conclusion that the two were going to be Marshall and Ryder. So Jack Hayes, hopefully he gets better. Um, and, and, you know, touch wood, it's, it's unlikely, but maybe it's not the worst fears. No, absolutely. Now, at 6.46 last night, Brittany, I received oh, a no. text message from Mick Barlow mm. saying, Saints, pretenders. Saints, <laughs> pretenders at 6.46 last night. Uh, uh, we'll just quickly wrap this around and conclude the conversation. Uh, Saints are 5-1, and one, Brit. Real deal? Um, I would say they're the real deal. What, do you make, mm. what makes you say they're pretenders? Uh, well, no, just the, the, the benefit of hindsight. <laughs> uh, Saints are up and about, aren't they? They're up and going. But I, did, I sent the text and then... You could imagine almost this. as soon as it received, you, they you went could, nuts. You, you could clear, you could clear, you, you could clearly picture this. As I sent the text, yeah. phone call ringing, Zave Ellis, answer, and he explains that he's walking Albie around the lounge room, I think, in the stroller because Albie was going bananas. Um, hey, Zave, he's not going to admit this, but he was on my bandwagon. No, no, no. We, I, did, I didn't say. I said I don't think pretenders. I just don't. I don't. I don't see them as a top four. So we I, yeah. we both thought they were going to get rolled last and night. I tell you five what, and one, guys. Five and one. No, Brittany. Oh, I know, and, and we and we also both thought that uh, the Giants were about to turn it up, but uh, they haven't. Their season's done. Those with the touch, choose Tab Touch. Better your bet and download Tab Touch today. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers Help on one 858 858 All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Sending you into the weekend with a winner in your hand. Oh, you beauty! This. 
is Brit's best. That's it, Brittany Taylor. Send us into the weekend. Thanks to Tab Touch. With a winner in our hand, we're sort of bumbling away at the moment. We haven't shot clear of the barriers just yet. Uh, what have you got for us, uh, Brittany Taylor? Look, it's a low-confidence sort of meeting at Ascot today. The fields don't really... <laughs> Say it. Mm, they're not exciting me overly Ooh, much okay, today, but okay. we will look that, for a little descent. bit of value throughout. I'm going to go, well, we've just had a scratching, so that's ruined my each way. So we're going to back two horses today. In race four, number six, Aragain, at, uh, we'll get over $11 with the Tab Touch Super Pick, I think. So we'll uh, have 25 there, and we'll go race three, number two, Special View. And we uh, should be getting around $4.50 for Special View. So we'll do $25 on each of those. Okay, $25 on each of those. I'm just going to keep mine pretty simple. I'm going to go to the Port Adelaide v West Coast game, and I'm going to back the captain in, Luke Shuey, 25 disposals. He'll get that, no dramas. That'll be sort of cashed out at three-quarter time. $2.25, Luke Shuey, 25 disposals v Port Adelaide today. They can't defend either, so it's going to be a free-for-all. Uh, Luke Shuey, the captain, I don't think they'll win, but uh, Shuey will have more than 25 disposals. Put in, take out, simple as that, no more dramas. That was Brit's best for Tab Touch. We need to welcome back a man who spent a lot of time in WA, now head of football at the Carlton Football Club, Brad Lloyd, good morning. Uh, good morning, yeah, great to be back in Perth. Yeah, thank you. Lloydie, Mick Barlow here. Now, the, the other two are going to take the mickey out of you because you brought me into the AFL landscape uh, for Fremantle, but you also pushed me out uh, to the Gold Coast. So don't worry about what they're saying. Was you it when you worked out you could run faster than Mick that it was time to go? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's sort of... Uh, no, actually, unbelievable story. Mm. You, you were Mick, and yeah, Mick was the... Uh, he was coming through and yeah, the injury, but what you did, so pretty successful uh, period for the club. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, hard to expand the role with the, uh, the sort of uh, almost like your Santa Claus at times, giving out uh, <laughs> that other hand out, uh, I guess, opportunities. And then there's there's things at the other end. But, uh, mm. yeah, you're a wonderful player for the club, Mick. Uh, so, yeah. All good Lord, things come to that, an that, end. That, that oh, is true. In my eye. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting emotional, but we will move on to the Len Hall tribute match tonight, of which Carlton are a part of. Two teams going really well, so you'd be uh, fully armed and a great test for your uh, your team up against Fremantle, who's, who's a real benchmark at the moment. Yeah, no, they're going well, Freo, and yeah, like a great footy club, and uh, yeah, obviously uh, really look fondly on my time at the club, so I'm wrapped with how they're, they're going, but it's, um, yeah, so it's a big challenge for. Uh, for, for us in the Carlton Footy Club, um, yeah, two two teams that have sort of been on the move, shown progression um, over the off season. So yeah, it's going to be a great uh, challenge for uh, for both teams, I think. It will be. And in terms of selection, Patrick Cripps, he's back to the native WA. He'll be playing, and Adam Chera returns. So a little bit of um, potential animosity between Chera and his former teammates. Yeah, no, so yeah, great to have Cripps back in. Yeah, just unbelievable leader, yeah. coach, what he brings on field and. Uh, and off it, so wrapped to have him back. Um, yeah, great for his family too, for, for them to, uh, mm. you know, they, they travel a fair bit, but I uh, know uh, Kath and Brad will be watching pretty closely live. And then, um, yeah, Adam, yeah, look, he's, uh, he's pretty cool, sort of cool sort of cucumber, uh, Adam. So I think he'll uh, approach it the right way. Uh, I think he came over a day early, so he's certainly uh, in, enjoying his time back in Perth. And look, I think he's, he seems to have wonderful relationships still with a lot of the Freo players, particularly Andy Brayshaw and these types. So um, now I think he'll handle it uh, yeah, pretty well. See the, the, well. the crowd um, might be vocal, but he'll be fine, I think. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I bet you the crowd will uh, be making a little bit of noise and uh, maybe not making him feel too welcome uh, back on uh, Western Australian soil. There, the ins. What about the outs with Jack Silvani out with that ankle sprain on Thursday? Is it looking like it'll just be the week? Yeah, it looks likely. Yeah, he'll. Um, yeah, we we did test him um, Friday morning before we flew, and uh, yeah, still a bit sore. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep an eye on it. But uh, at this stage, it looks likely to be the the week. We'll we'll assess it a bit more when we get back. So yeah, disappointing to 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 lose Jack out of the side. He's such a competitor, and uh, but yeah, Tommy DeConning comes in and gets another opportunity there. No, it's fantastic to hear another young kid coming in. Now, let's talk about Michael Voss, mate. Uh, champion of the game, arguably the best player in the game during his era, and then had a stint at Brisbane, time out of the game, Port Adelaide. What's the thing you've loved the most about Vossi uh, this year or the last little six months you've seen of him? Uh, the thing that stands out to me initially, like just such a really, such a great leader and um, and, and very humble like for, for what he's done as a yeah as a player and what, what he's done. Yeah, just a really humble sort of uh, guy. But... Um, yeah, he's really sort of galvanised the group. Um, great leader for the players and also the club club as a whole. So, uh, and he's he's got a really good um, mm. assistant coaching panel around him as well, which uh, which is really good in Tim Clark, Ash Hanson, and Aaron Hamill, and he's got Aaron Greaves that was it with, at Port Adelaide with him. So, yeah, he's a great leader, um, you know, really um, combative sort of uh, player, and you can see he's got that in his coaching. I think he mm. celebrates at the uh, the contested oh, side yeah. of the game. So, yeah, he's been really good for the club so far. Mate, now a player that you've missed and sort of was had the, the the spotlight on him as a youngster, and then missed a lot of football. Charlie Kerno, he's like the wild card. Welcome back, uh, playing some fantastic football. I'm sure he's got another level or two to get to. Uh, you must sit back and think, oh, thank God, this bloke's back on the park. Yeah, like there's, um, I think when um, like when Sam Doherty was out for a little bit, you sort of hope yeah. he can get back to what he is, and Sam's been able to do that, and, and Charlie's sort of doing that at the moment. Uh, yeah, just. Uh, Showed so much early and, you know, really exciting prospect for the club and then went down. He's really had a couple of years out, but uh, he's such a good athlete and he's um, he's really uh, focused on the way he goes about it. So really proud of him and the way he's going. And uh, he played a couple of games at the back end of last year. Our, our high-performance team have done a great job with him. They held him back uh, at mm. the end of last year. Um, he probably could have got going mid-year, but they held him back and he played a couple of games, which was good. So he was able to tackle pre-season more normally because he you know, got those couple of games out of the way. But, yeah, he's, yeah he plays on instinct and you know, he's a pretty exciting player to watch and good to have him and Ch- him and Harry yeah, of course. team up together for the first time, really. And remiss of me not to mention the Sam Doherty journey. It's the, the best story in AFL football this year. Brad, thanks very much for joining us. We wish you all the best tonight. Len Hall Tribute Match, 5.40 here on Triple M. Good luck, mate. Yeah, thanks very much. Thanks, guys. Pedal to the metal. This is Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. We do this this time every single week. It's time to speak a little bit of motorsport with our number one man, Greg Rusty. If you do love your motorsport, please grab his podcast, Rusty's Garage, of course, on the Listener app. Good morning, Rusty. Morning, guys. How are you? Mate, we're going 10 out of 10 in here. As a matter of fact, though, we're not really. We're in three different rooms, mm. but we're soldiering <laughs> on, mate. We're soldiering on. And I'll tell you, soldiering on, from Melbourne to Imola, tell us about the F1s overnight. Uh, Lando Norris qualified third, Dan the Man qualified sixth. Uh, McLaren, are they coming good? 
I reckon the devil is in the detail on this one. I, I think they're definitely continuing the form upswing that we saw in Melbourne. And we've got to put a little caveat on this, guys, because yeah. the qualifying session was wet. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of red flags, so the, the rhythm was interrupted. And Dan was about, you know, there or thereabouts relative to Lando. And in the final runs for qualifying, because of the red flags, he only got one bite of the cherry. He only uh. got one lap, whereas... Lando and, and all the guys ahead of Daniel got two. So right. Dan's, Dan's talking like on balance, he had a much, much you know, most definitely a better lap mm. in him. In the, the end result, Max Verstappen got the got the pole from Charles Leclerc, the championship leader. Well, it is all happening. Rusty, tell us about Carlos Sainz. Now, there's been news about the negotiations and what was going on there, but the word is now that he's already signed on the dotted line for with Ferrari to stay until 2024. Ooh, big cash. This was, this was quite funny. The journalists thought he was having some hurdles in relation to, is it a two-year deal or a one plus a, a uh, an option? And he didn't want a one plus an option and so on. In fact, he'd already signed and he was laughing when he saw some of these stories appear. Now, uh, Britt, the rumoured number, I never know if these things are true, is probably very close to what you're on, and that is 10 <laughs> A year, so mm, not um, quite, uh, not quite, Rusty. You'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> they, they obviously in Formula One guys uh, often uh, incentivise it, so you know there's podiums and points, and and ultimately race wins. He'll get his first this year. He's damn fast, and that'll be worth even more to him when that happens. Ooh, the checkbook. It's uh, the Ferrari mob. You know they'd have a bit to throw around, Brit. So if you want to do any more freelance, uh, you <laughs> straight you, to Ferrari. Off, off you go. But hey, Rusty, <laughs> jumping uh, across codes, uh, Shane Van Gisbergen, our very favourite. There's talk of him wanting to drive a round of the World Rally Championship. Will this happen? I think it will. And just while we're on that subject, a lot of the the trucks from the various supercars teams are getting ready to make the big trip over the Nullarbor this weekend and early next week to come your way, guys, for the big round of supercars, which is going to be be great in a a week's time. Um, In short, He's going to do a few other international events this year. Supercars is his focus. Mm-hmm. As you know, he went to Canberra and did a round of the Australian Championship just a couple of weeks ago and finished second on debut. So he comes from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. There's some amazing roads over there. And in September, early October this year, the World Rally Championship round will be back there. And the talk is that he will be competing. And that is huge. And I, I think he'll do an amazing job too. Rusty, quick one from me just to finish. Dan Ricciardo this weekend. Where, where's a reasonable finish for Dan? I need to see what happens weather-wise. If they keep getting the kind of interrupted weather that we get, uh, like we had overnight, I, I think he's both the McLaren guys are on for a potential podium. Things happen. The, the, the Mercs were no good in, in qualifying. They might yeah. be better in race trim. Carlos Sainz actually had a, had a spin and ended up 10th. So there'll be a bit to play out if they get that kind of weather um, happening, guys. But, but they do seem like they're... Their platform underneath them is solid and continuing what we saw in Oz. Bloody beautiful, Rusty. Thanks, mate. Thanks for joining us again. If you do want to grab uh, Rusty's podcast, Rusty's Garage, on the list, mate. Have a lovely weekend. You too, guys. Thank you. It's McLaren and Ricardo that win the Italian Grand Prix. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Now, uh, yesterday we are sitting at home, Brittany, weren't we? You were in uh, COVID (laughs) lockdown. I was just channel flicking and um, someone caught our attention. It certainly did, uh, just flicking on racing.com and mm. not the place you usually see one Mickey Barlow and there he was being interviewed by Bella Anderson. So Bella Anderson is uh, race side and uh, does the interviews with the jockeys, the trainers, all that sort of stuff, the mounting yard reports. Not as well as you, Britt, but she does okay. Um, anyway, so uh, we're sitting there and um, Mick, uh, were you nervous before your interview? Yeah, I was uh, a little bit nervous, but I'm, I'm a high energy guy. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm flexible. <laughs> 
I'm diverse. <laughs> I, I can do a number of things. TV, radio. I'm a high energy guy. That's, yes. our, that's our very own Xavier Ellis. But no, I was down uh, supporting you know my employee mm-hmm. uh, that employs me. So I had to go do a no, that two sense. camera two camera piece uh, yeah. down at the Werribee Race Club to promote our Wait, home game today that makes against them your the employer. Cult <laughs> um, oh, it depends on which way you look at. Sometimes I uh, I wear the pants in that relationship. Oh yeah, no, I'm sure. No, I'm, I'll get that audio to Werribee. Hey, now Mick, um, we're just going to start with a bit of a, a oh, net no. session. Um, here's here's the intro with one Ballerina. Said yes, delighted to be joined alongside Michael. Mm. Michael, mm. how are you? Good, Bella. Good, good, good about the races and. Good, 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 good Bella. Yeah. No, 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 no. What's it today, Junior? Yeah, yeah. Hey, no, Mick, now, uh, so that was just a light little laugh. We, we're just dissecting yeah. the interview, racing.com, uh, yesterday. Very unfamiliar. So, so this, is, this is like a, yeah, a leading team session. I'm out the front and you're giving feedback. Perfect. Yeah, 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 Ready absolutely. So there's the start. Uh, Brittany, what happened next? Oh, well, one thing that I really picked up on was the fact that, Zave, you've always been critical of Mick, not really sort of, <laughs> engaging with the guests enough and you yes. one piece of advice you gave him was mm. just to add a few mm it sounded like in. you ask a question to sound interested like just some grunting and groaning or agreeing uh, or what uh, Mick asked a question then turns his mic off so and mm. so we started mm. to adopt that with yeah. Rusty and then we said you need to tone it back because it sounds like you're moaning <laughs> yeah, during the interview yeah, yeah. but I see he adopted that <laughs> with his interview me. with Bella one of the club's values is connection with the community enlighten us about how mm. the various sporting clubs <laughs> and where be yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, mm. uh, city of Wyndham in itself is, um, from my understanding, the, the fastest growing um, region in Australia. Just interesting then to hear you mm. say how much Werribee's growing. Mm. Are you feeling more people are getting involved in the VFL in particular? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, in terms of you know, the city of Wyndham as well, the diverse nature of it. So, um, yeah, we're, we're hugely diverse and multicultural in the area. So, all mm. sports, you know, I'm mm. here to promote the Werribee Football Club, but in terms of soccer, basketball, netball, all of the things attached to this area are just booming. So, mm. Mm. who mm. knew you were such a community man? Oh, Can you tell went, me what hats? are the names of the soccer, basketball, and netball clubs? Yeah, I suppose the Werribee soccer. Yeah, Werribee <laughs> who? Werribee <laughs> who's? The community um, man himself. Well, as you would have heard, as you would have heard, we're hugely diverse and there's a yep. bit going on. I actually doubled down on the diverse. Uh, we're hugely diverse. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. We're yeah that's obviously an important community and, line. And, and just... can I, I'll throw it back to the fact that I did say the city of Wyndham, which is the region of which Werribee is in, is the fastest growing uh, area in Australia. That was a pure guess. Yeah, oh, no, <laughs> Elephant in the room. Yeah. It's growing rapidly. Yeah, but it was a guess. Now, Gil McLaughlin's looking to introduce the nineteenth <laughs> team in Wyndham. But um, now, Mick, the question came about about your role. Now, to start with the tough question because yeah. uh, Bella asks, uh, says answer. you're the coach, and then asks what your role is. So I get that it's hard. But I'm not sure why you need to talk about your career. Ed just briefly mentioned your career. You played mm. professional AFL for both Fremantle and the Gold Coast, and now you're the head coach at the Werribee Football Club. Mm. You were the assistant coach. Talk us mm. through your role at the club. Yeah, that's it, Bella. I know you're from Sydney, so I'll have to give a bit of a <laughs> summation of um, the AFL landscape. Yeah, seven years at Fremantle, a couple of years at the Gold Coast. Um. <laughs> Mate, she didn't ask how many years you played at Free on the Gold Coast. She simply uh, said, it. tell us about your role at the club uh, as the coach. Uh, well, Bella wanted me to go into a bit of detail about the debut game, 3-3-2, oh. um, and how it, how it closed out at the Gold Coast, 35, obviously, in that last game before getting sacked unceremoniously. But yeah. There, there we are. So that must be it, guys. I'm this man it. is unbelievable. <laughs> Barlow, you are the man of the moment. This guy has been the man of the moment. 
not only does he give his CV, he then adds to his CV. Now, we know you're not usually the racing man on this mm. show, but I'm yesterday, a I'm a high energy guy. <laughs> <laughs> you decided to offer a tip. Yep. I know how much you love your racing, and you've even found a tip for us. Well, I love it this much. I had to go up to the, the function and find the general manager, Adam Wilkinson, who uh, you know is a, is a great person within the industry of racing. I said, OK, I've got to answer a question on, on radio. What have you got radio. for me? And he wasn't very confident, but he gave hey, me uh, Hillcrest Moses in the last, which is the Werribee Football Club versus Carlton Football Club race. So we're excited to, to be involved with that and promote our uh, upcoming home games. Uh, yeah. It ran second. It ran and second. Th- the camera in front of you, Mick, that means it's TV, yes. not radio. So there you go, Mick, just a little bit of feedback for you. Um, now it's time to step inside the Port Adelaide camp, of course, the West Coast Eagles, with a big game today, starting at 2.35 here on Triple M against Port Adelaide. We say good morning to Nathan Bassett. Good morning, Nathan. Morning. Nathan, uh, big game today. I think Adam Simpson said 0-5. Uh, and five. I don't think there's a team being 0-5 and five like Port Adelaide bit of pressure on but your form's actually okay yeah I think we've you know certainly pretty disappointed with our first half mm. last week and um, Hawthorne in round two you know we, we played um, poorly that night um, you know look, there's been some good uh, footy in patches but um, we haven't been able to put it together long enough to get some wins Today, obviously, a must-win game then. What have sort of the key areas of focus been at the club during this week ahead of this game against the Eagles? Uh, I think our contest and our ability to get from contest to contest, you know, like a little bit like West Coast, you know, we've probably struggled to get our hands on, on ground balls and, and string a couple of handballs together where we can get the ball moving into our half. And we were really poor in the first half last week. Uh, made some adjustments around the ball and, and, and they worked well for us in the second half. So hopefully that can flow onto this week. And you bring back in Ollie Wines after a, a little layoff. Obviously good to have him back up and firing for your side. Makes your side better, clearly the Brownlow medalist. But Carl Amon goes out. So a little bit of a statement at selection. Yeah, Carl's, uh, Carl's out and hasn't um, been playing the footy that we know he can. And, and there's been some pressure for outside positions. It's good to have Kane Farrell back. He's uh, had two games back after an ACL last year, so um, he comes back in. So, you know, it's good to have Ollie and, and Kane back in, but, you know, at least there's, there's enough numbers where there's some selection pressure. Mate, selection pressure is uh, one of those things that comes and goes, and hopefully Carl Amon goes back and finds some form. Your own role as a forwards line coach, I'm sure there's a big fella you'd love to return at some stage in the near future. How have the forwards been playing as you, through your lens? Yeah, it's not been um, a fantastic start to the season. I can't use weather as an excuse. We've had five nice days. Yeah, Today's another nice day in Adelaide, so it hasn't been the rain that stopped us scoring. Um, you know, certainly uh, Charlie, when you're, when you're missing Charlie Dixon, Arazio Fantasia and mm. Robbie Gray for the majority of the first five weeks, it, it can impact um, the talent in the forward half. You know, Mitch George Aldis is going okay, and he's probably tracking along about where we'd expect. You know, we'd probably like a little bit more from Todd Marshall, Mm-hmm. He's been okay without being uh, great. And then, um, you know, we haven't quite found that third tool yet. You know, Jeremy Finlayson played last week. And, yep. you know, we're looking for more from Jeremy um, so far. How do you go about sort of keeping that morale? Obviously, things haven't been uh, – it's been disappointing from the club's perspective in terms of getting wins on the board and that just not happening. In terms of the morale and just maintaining optimism around the club, what's it like? 
the connection with, between the players and and staff is is really strong. So, you know, we've been we've put a lot of work into that space in the last you know, three and a bit seasons. Um, you know, we've had we've won a lot of games the last two years. It's certainly um, been a challenge in terms of not getting uh, the wins, but you know, there's a lot of belief uh, internally at the club that we're we're still moving in the right direction as a footy club, and and that we haven't lost our ability overnight. So. Uh, you know, it's been the the attitudes and the, and the positivity around the club has been very good considering uh, the scoreboard. And uh, you know, I'd like to think that we'll get a, a, a strong performance today. And tell us about the, the morale, as as Britt alluded to, within the, the coaching ranks. We know that with this industry, with you know, win loss or if the uh, record goes negatively, that some speculation comes about. Now, Ken Hinkley's contracted until next year. Watching from afar, I love the way Ken Hinckley goes about. He's a no-fuss uh, type of operator. I'd imagine it wouldn't ruffle his feathers too much at the moment. He'd be just motivated to get a good result. Yeah, his focus has always been on, on what's best for Port Adelaide. And you know, we went through something of a, a rebuild when we traded out Chad Wingard and Jared Pollock mm. a bit years ago, which, you know, that stage put Ken's job in mm. you know, some sort of danger. But he was really supportive of uh, making some adjustments to, to who we were and trading back into the draft and getting some more younger people in. So and we, we believe we're, we've got outstanding under-25s yep. at our footy club. You know, what we need from them is is some of them to step up, yep. to move from promise to good and from mm-hmm. good to great. And if we can get some movement uh, from them this year, then we're going to be in good place for uh, the long term. Absolutely. There were some good signs from uh, Butters and Rosie, of course, last week in that second half as well. Now, mate, before we let you go, you played 210 games across uh, at the arch rival, the Adelaide Crows, and now you're in the Port Adelaide Colours. Where were you when the Ramsgate blew up? That's the only yeah. pub I know of in Adelaide. It's the Ramsgate. <laughs> I was about uh, three k's down the road having a barbecue. I think out the back, back yeah. of my place. So no, I, I wasn't there. Okay, fair enough. Um, good, 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 good one. Safe zone. <laughs> good on you, no, Nate. No Thanks for joining us, mate. Good luck, of course, against West Coast today. Two thirty-five here on Triple M. Okay, thanks. Get more good podcasts on the listener app and get into Newtown Toyota East Vic Park. Let their family look after yours.